You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you. And the winning streak is over. The Braves had won eight in a row. They ran up against Max Scherzer and the Mets. They gave him a battle, but they came up on the wrong side of a 9-7 score on a Wednesday night at Truist Park. We had ourselves another rain delay, which added to the game, but it was kind of a, you thought it might turn into a bit of a back-and-forth affair, but the Braves were not quite able to find the comeback and the runs that they needed in order to really put this thing over the top as the Mets were able to hang on, win by a couple of runs, get back in this series. And, of course, they'll be able to turn it over to Jacob deGrom on Thursday as he will pitch the finale for the Mets. And we've got an awful lot to talk about as the Braves will have a big man on the mound in the finale as well. We're going to get to all of that, recap this game, get you set for game four of the series. Before we do, as always, I want to remind you to subscribe to Lockdown Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. We are over 3,000 subscribers if you're one of them. We thank you. If you're not, please consider hitting that subscribe button and turning on those notifications so you get alerted every time that we drop a new episode. And, of course, make sure you subscribe to Locked on Braves wherever you get your podcast. Well, Jake, the Braves got down early against Max Scherzer, which you know is going to be a tall order most nights. To their credit, though, they were able to fight back in the seventh inning, put some runs on the board, but the Mets found the insurance runs they needed late. They pulled the Edwin Diaz lever again. Buck Showalter did in the eighth inning. So you know these games mean a lot to both teams, and it was the Mets who grabbed this one by a couple of runs. Yeah, look, you knew on paper coming into this one, you had Scherzer, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, a Hall of Famer, going up against Oda Rizzi. It's going to be a tough battle. And mm-hmm. if they were going to win, you were going to have to keep them off the board early and hang around in there. Weren't able to do that. And those early runs, and even you got to credit the Mets, they just continued to add on late in the game as well. And those end up becoming key runs because the Braves did try to come back late and had a chance there in the last inning. I had thought that ball from Ronald was going to get over Marte's head, but wasn't to be, and the Braves end up scoring seven runs on the night, but still losing this game. Yeah, not too many times did the Braves score seven runs and lose a baseball game, but that was the case on this night. And yeah, the Mets do what good teams do, and that is add runs to your lead throughout the evening. They hit four home runs in this game, a couple by Starling Marte, a big one for for uh, uh, one of their young and heralded prospects in his first game in the big leagues. And of course, the back-to-back home runs in the first inning not a bad way to get yourself on the board early, make a statement. And the Mets were looking for their first lead of the series. They got it pretty much immediately against Jake Odorizzi. Let's jump into this thing and get to the line score of game number 119 for the Braves as the Mets improved to 76-42, and 42, nine runs, 14 hits, no errors, seven men left aboard. Braves now 72-47, and 47, seven runs, seven hits, one error, and three men left. Max Scherzer, the winner. Nine and two on the year, pitched six in the third innings, was charged with four earned runs, though, as we'll talk about in a minute. The Braves did get a rally going there in the seventh, though some of that work was done with him out of the game, of course. Jake Odorizzi was not able to get past the early barrage of home runs against him. He drops to four and five on the year. We'll talk more about his appearance in a moment. No save in this game. Three hours, 22 minutes, plus a 34-minute rain delay. 34,308 on hand to see it. And it was an entertaining game, if nothing else. I think I've said many times on this that uh, you can win ugly. You can't really lose pretty. But as far as the entertainment factor in this game, the Braves gave the fans there something, and they gave the Mets a bit of a finish as well. Yeah, I mean, look, they at least put a scare into them. Again, you got to give credit to the Braves' offense for fighting back in this game. And, look, they brought in Diaz in the eighth inning. And the only unfortunate part, I guess, is, is that 
you let them score enough that they didn't use Diaz for the ninth inning and perhaps mm-hmm. burn him for Thursday's game. So, um, but you know, again, you did put a scare into the Mets. I mean, you're right. It was exciting there in the end, a couple of times bringing the tie and run to the plate. And again, like you said, you had Acuna there in the ninth inning as a tie and run as well. So, uh, I mean, look, it all comes down to the pitching. And when you got a game against Max Scherzer, you gotta, you gotta have better pitching. You have to match that. Not too many games. Are you going to score seven runs in a game started by Max Scherzer? The Braves did that because of the pitching in this game early on for Oda Rizzi, who, to his credit, came back out after the rain delay and I, you know, at least kept the team in it and kept mm-hmm. it right there. But again, you just can't can't have those kind of outings early on against somebody like Max Scherzer and expect to win a game. No, winning against Max Scherzer is going to be a tall order just about any time. And I would say there were a couple of different plays, a couple of different moments in this game in which you could just say that, hey, this was the fortune of the Mets on this night. And for the Braves, they came up a little bit short. Dansby Swanson just missed a three-run homer to center field. Brandon Nimmo made a nice catch on that. That kept the Braves from being able to score perhaps a few more runs in the third inning against Scherzer. He wasn't the sharpest that I've seen him this year, but Max Scherzer, not razor sharp for an inning or two. You know, that's something that uh, if you don't take advantage of it when you have an opportunity to, then you're probably not going to get too many more chances. That's how good he is. We both know that. Jake Odorizzi, though, early the back-to-back home runs by Marte and Lindor. And then the rookie, Brett Batty, with a home run in this game. And, you know, a big one for him. His first swing in the big leagues. And over the wall it goes. Two-run homers, family in attendance. Great for the young prospect for the Mets. As we've seen a lot of young guys for the Braves come up, have their moments. Von Grissom most recently. But, uh, you know, a little bit of fun for the visiting team on this day. And good to see his family on hand to get to really soak all of that in. That is a huge moment for him and for everybody in that family, that whole support system uh, for him. Yeah, it was. I mean, look, again, the Braves have seen it, you know, from a couple of guys this year, you know. And uh, yeah, I think it's becoming, you know, a trend just overall in baseball. The game is getting younger and you're seeing these young kids be able to come up right away and just have the confidence to succeed i mean again you we've seen it case in point with michael harris and and von grissom who oh by the way had a couple of big hits late in this game again tonight so i mean it's again it's becoming a a young game here and yeah you had brett Brady come up and have the big home run and uh really just kind of gave the mets a big lead early which they needed you know obviously after losing the first two games of the series you got scherzer on the mound they came out punched first punched often in this game and again just too much for the braves to overcome yeah, Jake Odorizzi in this game, five innings, five earned runs on eight hits, couple of walks, two strikeouts, three home runs allowed, of course. Uh, that was kind of the tail of the tape, though. No pun intended early on was the Mets offense. Once again, I mean, you got Max Scherzer on the mound. You've already got that going for you. Three early home runs, so kind of beating the Braves at their own game there in the early going. But as the game unfolded a little bit more, obviously the rain delay kind of set everybody back a little bit, at least half an hour it was. But Max Scherzer came back out. Jake Odorizzi came back out. Brian Snitker did say after the game that he felt like Odorisi made a nice little adjustment or two that allowed him to at least get himself into the sixth inning. Of course, in that sixth, the Mets scored a fifth run, and every run in this game, as it turned out, seemed to be pretty important. It seemed like it was just this game of back and forth and chess and you know, decisions to be made about how things were going to play throughout this game. And, um, you know, one thing, it's kind of, I guess, maybe the butterfly effect or something. Uh, in some of these games, they just kind of go that way where the Braves could get just close enough to feel like maybe they could uh, stem the tide in this game, but not quite able to get the big hit to be able to do it. We'll talk a little bit more about the Braves offense in a moment. Before we do, I want to remind you, as always, Coffee AM is the official sponsor of the Braves postcast. Go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today. Get a look at their full menu. 
coffees, teas, gift sets, all kinds of great stuff there at coffeeam.com slash locked on. And make sure you use the coupon code locked on at checkout to get 15% off your first order there as well. Coffee AM is the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Uh, Braves offense got things going in the seventh inning as Max Scherzer finally started to wear at least a little bit. Now, uh, the damage that was done in that frame, mostly by Robbie Grossman, a big three-run homer for him. But right before that, Vaughn Grissom hit into what could have been an inning-ending double play. Replay was able to overturn that call. Grissom's hustle really left the door open for the Braves and the big home run off Adam Adovino by Robbie Grossman. And I, I've been impressed with what Robbie Grossman has done. And I think that something we've learned here over the past few days, especially is if you are hitting and you have the opportunity to, you know, get into the lineup for the Braves that you're probably going to get your number called. And right now, Robbie Grossman's a guy that looks like he's going to be in there every day, whether it's a lefty or a righty on the mound and two home runs in as many days for him. It looks like he might've figured some things out from the left side. Yeah, look, another you know great addition by Alex Anthopoulos, and I thought the at-bats have been great since coming over, and I thought he kind of gave the lineup a change of pace as somebody who can work in at-bat, can take some walks. You know, the guy had a bunch of home runs last year, was having a down first half this year, and, you know, Alex did that at the deadline last year with some guys who had some bad first halves and maybe you thought could rebound in the second half. So hopefully we're seeing that with Grossman, and you brought him over thinking he was just going to play against lefties, but the at-bats had looked good on either side for the switch hitter. So, yeah, keep running him out there. I know he, he made a bit of an error there later in the game defensively, but that was on a wet surface. Yeah. I thought he's actually looked very good out there defensively. Made a great catch earlier in the game as well. I think he's been solid out there. I'm not a gold glove, not Adam Duvall type defense, but I think he's been pretty good out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I like the Grossman addition. And like you said, you're hitting. You get to go in there each and every day. Yeah, and the Braves did do some hitting in this game. You mentioned Vaughn Grissom. That's another star for the Braves in this one. couple of hits, three runs knocked in, two more runs scored, two runs single in the ninth inning, and it helped to get Ronald Acuna Jr. up there with the Braves having a chance to tie this game. I know there's a couple of different things we can look at in this game as we you know, kind of start to shift our attention towards game four and Jacob deGrom starting against what we have determined and learned will be Max Freed coming off the injured list. So a big marquee matchup in game four to talk about in a moment. But I do want to go back seventh inning as the Braves had their chance to make it a one-run game. And in fact, they did. Ronald Acuna Jr. was caught stealing in that. And typically, I'm a big fan of the aggression in that. But you kind of, you know, in hindsight, wish that Dansby Swanson at least got a chance to swing the bat there with Ronald the tying run already on base because you know with that speed, if there's a gapper, there's a chance for Ronald Acuna Jr. to score all the way from first base. That did not work out. Of course, we mentioned that Edwin Diaz came in in a one-run game already in the eighth inning. I know the runs were scored off Jackson Stevens in the ninth, and I know a lot of people have wondered, you know, what do you do there? Why is it Jackson Stevens? Personally, I think that this is kind of the opportunity where you know you're not going to throw Jansen unless it's tied or you have a lead. Rysel Iglesias threw with a big lead in game two, but not out there here in game three. I feel like that's kind of the the luxury that you go out and get another guy with closing experience to be able to perhaps bring him in in those games and in those situations to help keep a game close. But I do understand that, you know, there's a, a different school of thought for games you're trailing and then against, you know, games that you already have a lead in as far as your high leverage guys and how often you use them. Look, Minter, McHugh, Iglesias, you could have used any of those guys over Stevens, in my opinion. Your offense worked so hard to get you back in that game. I think you owe it to your team to put one of your high-leverage relievers out there in that spot. And look, maybe you do, and it remains a one-run game, and Diaz comes in and strikes out the side as he is sure. prone to do. Yes. But still, you know, 
that maybe burns him for the next game. And, you know, the Braves have a powerful lineup. Maybe they run into one against Diaz and tie yep. the game up. So I didn't love the decision at all. Again, I, I, like I said, your team worked so hard to get back into it. And you throw Stevens out there, who, in my opinion, is the eighth man in that bullpen. I just didn't didn't love the move. And, oh, by the way, you know, Snicker wasn't coaching at that point as he got ejected yeah. earlier in the game. So, uh, yeah, I didn't love the decision there. For Ronald Stealing, look, he's got a green light. Mm-hmm. It took another perfect throw. Yeah. but Great throw. Uh, but I get it. Adovino was on the ropes there. You saw Acuna score from first on a ball in the gap from Dansby the night before, so you know he can do that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with, with Ronald running. I agree. I would have liked to seen Dansby get a shot or two there to take a swing at Adovino, who was struggling and on the ropes. But, uh, you know, most overall, I'm not going to get mad at the aggressiveness of Acuna because yeah. more often than not, he's going to come through there. Yeah, more more times than not, it's a net positive for the Braves. I will say this about Diaz, because a lot of people have kind of presupposed that if he does throw two innings, that means he's automatically going to be gone on Thursday, or there's a high probability he will. Keep in mind, he hadn't appeared in this series yet. He made very short work of the Braves in the eighth. If he were to do the same thing in the ninth, which, as you mentioned, and as anybody who's watched Edwin Diaz this year knows, there's a very good possibility that he could once again do that in the ninth. I don't think that there'd be any limitation or any hesitation to go to him in a high leverage situation in game four. We'll find out though. He only threw the one inning in this particular game. Braves were able to get close, but uh, not quite enough uh, able to put enough together to get over the hump and get past the Mets who held the lead throughout this game. They grabbed it early with a bunch of home runs and held on for the nine, seven victory. We'll talk about game four, get you set up for that. Before we do that though, I do want to remind you that if you're out with friends and a few drinks becomes a few too many, and you decide to drive anyway, wondering what's the worst that can happen. I would urge you, do not find out. Drive sober or get pulled over. This is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Actually, before we jump into Game 4, Jacob deGrom and Max Fried and the implications of these two aces going at it, Freddie Tarnock did make his Major League debut in the ninth inning. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention what a great moment that is for him. Obviously, he may be the the guy that goes out as Max Fried comes off the injured list, but good to see Freddie Tarnock get called up, get into a game, get a couple of outs, including his first Major League strikeout. Yeah, no, I texted you during the game. I thought maybe it was an opportunity for him to come out after the rain delay or even when it was, you know, 5-1-6-1 game because I personally just wanted to see him, you know, pitch a couple of innings. But, uh, yeah, it was great to see him come in, at least get his feet wet in the big leagues there and get that first strikeout on a beautiful changeup right there. So, yeah, happy for him. I've always loved Freddie Tarnick. He's one of my favorite prospects. So hopefully we get to see him again down the road. Yeah, let's um, hope that he gets an opportunity moving forward. I know the Braves like him an awful lot, and hopefully we'll have a chance to discuss him on future editions of the Braves postcast. As for game four, with this win, not only is the Braves' eight-game win streak over, they now trail the Mets again by four and a half in the NL East, and it's going to be Jacob deGrom on the mound. We knew that all series long for the Mets, but we found out after the game it will be Max Fried coming off the injured list where he was placed last week, the concussion IL, as he was feeling those symptoms a couple of days after he took that tumble at City Field, he face-planted there. I thought he might have hurt his shoulder. I know he hit his head on the turf, and it took him a few days, I think, to kind of get the cobwebs loose a little bit and start feeling normal again. So he's been able to go through all those progressions. I saw him throwing the last couple of days. So good to have Max back on the mound in a big spot for this. This is where you need Max Freed in games that you feel are must-win and a chance to beat the Mets in the series, keeping in mind that New York has not lost a series to an NL East opponent all year long. Max Freed 10-4. Jacob DeGrom 2-0 with a 1-6-2 ERA 
Freed at 260 on the year. This is as good a matchup as you're going to find, I think, between these two teams. Yeah, and you mentioned must win, and I know there's still several games left, a lot of games left, but this does feel like this as far as the division goes. This is a two-game swing, in my opinion. You lose this game, it's a split series. You gain nothing in four days, come off the calendar. You win, you're three and a half back, and you're feeling a lot better about your chances down the stretch. So I'm glad Max Freed is healthy. I'm glad he's able to be out there because – Like I said, you're facing guys like Scherzer and DeGrom. You can't expect to put up five-plus runs, as the Braves eventually did on Wednesday night. You're going to need somebody who's going to be able to match them early in the game, and Max Fried is certainly somebody who can do that. So hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's able to come come out and throw a good game, and hopefully the Braves can take this series and gain that game on the Mets and come out of this series just three and a half games back. Yeah, I think you laid it all out right there. It's a two-game swing. The Braves need this win. They turn to Max Fried. He faces Jacob deGrom. It's game four of this series, 7.20 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch at Truist Park. That'll wrap us up here on the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and, of course, subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. As always, I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani. We come to you after each and every one of these games in the series, and we'll be back with you after the game four finale. Braves come up short in game three. 9-7 was the final score. We look forward to talking to you again after the finale on Thursday. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 